Uh, welcome to the Podski Wee Wee Post Game Instant Reaction Show. Your Ticats pull out the victory 24-17 over the Montreal Alouettes and are now 2-5 on the season. I'm Mike Grant. I'm, of course, I'm joined by my co-host, Josh Smith. Uh, what do you make of this one, Josh? Uh, interesting one, to say the least. They don't make it easy, do they? No, it's always dramatic, it seems. 24, what was it, 24-6 at one point, and it comes down to the last play of the game? Like, Why? Why does it always have to be this way? Like, happy with the win, happy that they're now tied with the Alouettes in the standings, technically in a playoff spot. I know it's only seven games in, but, like, that's something. But, man, oh, man, they do not make this easy. And there's there's a lot to talk about here, is there not? Yeah, I think so. I, I'd like to start with the offense, if you don't mind. Oh, you lead the All way, right, pal. All right, well, Evans and uh, Schultz flopping again. Um, you know, I didn't – Mind it at times, but I thought um, it was questionable, you know, at the timing of it. Like, he came in, I think Schultz led the way with, like, less than, I think he got the second-last drive of the game, which I thought was questionable. But what do you think about it? Yeah, I'm I'm not as opposed to a two-quarterback system if it works. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of working. But here's the thing. You're paying Dane Evans – Four hundred and twenty-five thousand. Like he's making top QB money. To not have him in there at the end of the game, to me, is kind of it, it's it's a questionable decision on on my part. And I'm I'm pretty out there when it comes to my thoughts on like what like you have a backup quarterback for a reason, and there's no reason like you pull other position players, guys, receivers, backups come in, and you know what I mean. Like every other position does, but everyone's always like, you can't do that with the quarterback, but why not? If it works. It works. We just don't see it now because teams will have, if they have a guy they think is their starter, that's just like, well, he's the reason we're where we are. So they don't usually take him out. So I don't necessarily have a problem like theoretically doing it, but the times in which they did, it just felt, yeah. it. I don't know if the team, like the, I'm not talking about like the players, I'm talking about like the coaching staff have lost faith in Evans, but it seems like they never let him now p- kind of play out. Cause like the start of the game, it was rough, but I mean, like yeah. they started bad. slow for yeah. sure. They, I think, the first three drives are two and out, or maybe they got a one first down. I, I didn't think until I think it was the end of the first quarter when they brought in Schultz is when they started, you know, moving the ball a little bit. But um, to me, Schultz is a guy you bring in and you you run the ball with him. You don't mm-hmm. give him like full drives. He's like I, maybe he will be at one point, but I'm not comfortable with him throwing the ball a lot. No, no, neither am I. And those first couple of drives, like, if Tim White doesn't have that drop pass that was a fumble, then wasn't a fumble, like, that drive stays going. And it's like, they spend so much time. That entire first quarter was played almost entirely in the Ticats' side of the field. And they just couldn't, like, it's asking a lot of a team to to consistently make 90-yard drives. Like, one of their drives didn't start, like, the seven-yard line. Like, I to, to put that on, like, I just think that you got to let the quarterback play himself out of not even really a funk because I don't think he was necessarily bad I just think like the offense just wasn't kind of in rhythm and the only mm-hmm. way that you're going to get him in rhythm is if you let the quarterback get out there obviously when they, the, I think the first drive they put in Schultz they scored a touchdown if I'm not mistaken so like I guess it worked yeah. and I'm not going to poo-poo results but at the same time I really wish that they would just kind of let because at some point teams are going to figure this out and they're going to stop it it's, it's not going to work the whole season because Matthew Schultz, as much as I like him, and I think you're in this kind of the same boat, he's not a starting quarterback in this league. He's a really capable backup. And I think this is what we said when he was signed. Like, 
he's a guy that if he's got to come in for a couple of games, if, if Evans got hurt, it wouldn't be like last year when David Watford came in. And I know they won the games that Watford played, but you're still like, oh, God, like they ran a Mac Jones, Tim Tebow offense with him where they didn't throw the ball at all. You can't do that in the league. And I don't know. I, Matthew Jones better better thrower than, than Watford, but I don't think he's a guy that you should be relying on to, to essentially either win or ice you games. I think you, you got kind of got to ride with Dane. And again, like I said, I'm not going to poo-poo results, but it doesn't fill me with confidence going throughout the rest of the season if this is what they're going to keep on. Yeah, I feel the same way. I think that they they need to put more confidence in Evans and make him, you know, let him work through, uh, you know, the, 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 the lulls in the offense because he's improved with the turnovers. Like, we haven't seen yep. – Turnovers from him recently in the last couple of games. I think one in the last game, but it was on a Hail Mary pass that, you know, you can't really blame that on don't him. Really, so. Don't really count it. Don't really care. Exactly. Um, now moving on to the use of Don Jackson. Uh, you, you, you talk about they maybe lose confidence in Evans. Have they lost confidence in Don Jackson? Because he didn't touch the ball. He didn't run the ball until shortly before the first half ended. Was it really? Did he really not? No, the, uh, he had a. I think there was a long pass that the Evans just missed, but I'm yeah, pretty sure he didn't get a run until like right before the the first half ended. Again, it's, I, I think that they're doing. I don't know if they've. I don't. I don't think they've lost confidence because when they were down in the red zone late, they handed him the ball and he made a hell of a play to get a get a touchdown. Like he fought mm-hmm. to get that score, and then there were some other some other tough inside runs. I don't. I just don't think this offense runs the football very well or very much. And I know that they had, I think, actually, I think they had over 100 yards rushing in total, but a lot of that came from the quarterbacks. Braylon Addison gets his touches. I just think that they're trying to do a bunch of different things to keep defenses on their toes, honestly. I, I don't necessarily think it's a lack of uh, any sort of belief in, in Jackson being the guy. I just, I just don't think this, this team, that's just not how this team is built. You know what I mean? Like, you're going to use your Sean Thomas or Arlington. You're going to use your Braylon Addison's because – for years, they, like they used, they used Brandon Banks in the run game. They, they used Addison in 2019 when, when they had a multitude of backs back there. So I, I just think it's a, a team philosophy that it's, it's every man's going to contribute in some way. I, I don't necessarily think it's any sort of lack of confidence in Jackson. What was it? What you have his numbers handy? What, what did he do tonight? Uh, just give me a sec here. I don't um, now, now, while I'm looking for that, uh, what do you think of Warren Call tonight? You know, I. He slid in there to left tackle. I didn't notice anything terrible from him, so he probably did a, a decent job. I was going to ask you the same thing about the offensive line because from where I was, they were pretty good. Evans, there were there were some times when the quarterback faced some pressure. Did they give up a sack tonight? I don't I, think they did. I don't recall. Head. No, yeah. I can't think of one either. So, but yeah, Don Jackson had six carries for twenty-four yards. Six carries for twenty-four yards, so that's four yards. Because he, it, it's his yards per carry that still kind of bothers me. And but you know what? If if that they would have connected on that long pass, Jackson would have scored a touchdown. We'd mm-hmm. be having a different conversation, right? Like, yeah. I, I just, I just don't think that they, like I said, I just don't think the team philosophy is to have they like as good as Jackson can be. I just don't think that they view him in that like Andrew Harris, Mike Pringle type role where you're just going to give him the ball. 12 to 15 times a game. I I think that they're just going to use like, – I mean, they're doing it at quarterback. They're going to do it on the other parts of the team as well, right? Like, it just makes sense. And uh, Stephen Dunbar's stock continues to rise. Another big game from him. 
yes, but that fumble, which he took a hit, it's another one of those plays that, like, you, I believe you posted the tweet today that they had 12 fourth quarter turnovers. Yeah. Well, now, now it's 13. And it's like, it, again, I'm not going to put too much of uh, of the blank, because he, he took a licking, but you kind of got to see that that hits, like, he didn't see it, but you kind of got to be aware. But other than that, another touchdown, I'm assuming over 100 yards, just based on, I mean, the, the fumble he had was a big play that he, he got yards on, so he was at or over 100 yards, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess. Yeah. And he continues to be this team's top receiver, that fumble aside. But now the fumbles the fumbles have gone from Evans now to the receiving core because that, that Tim yeah. White one that, that they didn't, they overruled and called the incompletion. Tim White's been fighting it too. Yeah, uh, Steve Dunbar had 102 yards, uh, 20.4 yard average. So that's, that's pretty good. Um, especially these days in the CFL. Mm-hmm. But speaking of Tim White, yeah, you said he, he, he struggled again tonight, I thought. Uh, he only had two receptions for 15 yards. Uh, just uh, not what we thought he'd be so far this season. No, he, of all the players, I think he's the one that's struggling the most. Like, I think, and I think because he's so young, like, I mean, he's probably like seven. Like, he's not young and in terms of like his actual age, but young in terms of like his CFL career, it seems like he's just fighting it. Like he's not, he's not making the easy catches. He's, he's, he gets hit and he drops the ball a lot. Like he, like, like I said, the, the, the fumble that didn't end up being a fumble was a bit of a, like he had a fumble against the lions and this one, he almost had one. Like it just, it feels like he's just fighting it. And then we know what he can do. And there was this discussion. You and I had the discussion in the in the league. I don't know if it was preseason or before training camp or in the offseason, but you and I were talking about kind of breakout players. You took White, I took Dunbar, just mostly because I didn't want us to be the same. And I think we, at the, at least at this point of the season, can say that Stephen Dunbar's completely lapped Tim White. Like he's become, he's one of the top receivers in the league. And I think White's capable of, of turning this around. I just right now, I, I just I haven't seen enough out of him to to really be happy with what he's contributed in the in the offense so far on the defensive side of the ball uh you know one of our concerns was the the defensive line and not how today. they weren't not today how they weren't getting enough pressure uh so far this season but today man they really stepped it up hauser win uh is it mika or micah johnson because i don't want to mess I, up I say micah johnson i've never been corrected so all right we'll go with say mika on the broadcast no, I, I just, I, I just, I've heard both. I just can't remember. So yeah, all three guys had huge games on the D line. Uh, good to see. No. Oh God, the the first sack of the game, I think it was Dylan Wynn. Just yep. that set the tone for what we were going to see today. Micah Johnson, I thought was this was his best game by far in a tie catch uniform this year. What did he finish with? Two sacks, I think. Uh, yeah, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, the one where he just. He basically did, had a one-hand sack on Trevor yeah. Harris because he just grabbed him. Because he's and then, like, yeah, he had another one too. So, uh, and what what did the other guys have? Win have two, and Hauser have two. Let's see here. I mean, I know I'm putting you on the spot with all the stats, but you have your you have them handy. I'm I'm roaming around the apartment here, talking on the phone. Yeah, so let's see here. Uh, we got it says one from Dylan Win. Okay. Two from two from Mika and two from Hauser. Okay, I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure if Wynn got credit for a second one. It might have maybe because there was a, a, a like a come, some of these sacks were like two guys were on him. Oh, I guess only one one gets credit. But I, I thought the defensive line, those three especially, those those are your 
like I know people like Mason Bennett. He's a, he's a good player, but he's he's the fourth guy now. Hauser's your your big time rush end. He's been fantastic the last two or three games. Like he was great against BC. He was great against this one. He's been. I think I said it on the show this week. He's been the team's best defensive lineman. And then to see when when was even when he wasn't like he got a ton of pressures tonight. I thought he was in Harris's face a ton. And my, like I said, Micah Johnson best game by far in black and gold. He was again. We've talked about this previously. We know the numbers aren't always going to be there, but I thought he was a force. Like the Alouettes didn't get a ton rushing. I didn't think today. Once again, the and that that's a tribute to those two interior defensive linemen. Yeah, the what we saw today out of the defensive line is what we're hoping to see. What we hope we'd see to start the season, and I'm hoping what we'll see going forward. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, another another guy who had a huge game. I thought was Carryell Brooks. What did you see from him tonight? Awesome. It was yeah. th- that was a big question because Darby. Alden Darby had played pretty good, especially recently. Like he he had started to come on the last couple of games. I was I was getting more and more comfortable with him in that role. And when they made the switch, when Brooks came back healthy, I was like, "Ooh, this is this could upset the apple cart." But I thought he was phenomenal. Had a ton of pass breakups. Could have had I think at least two interceptions. And that's kind of the story of this one too. They they did miss a couple of of picks. Like obviously the game ended on an interception, but Cam Kelly could have had one earlier. I might have even been on that drive. Could have had one. I think Brooks had one where it kind of hit off his hands. If he would have caught it, it was a house call. Seontay Evans had one uh, in the end zone on a play. Like these, They were all pass breakups, so that's nice. But if they could have been in and that's how fine the line is, right? Like That's what makes this game a seven-point outcome versus what could have been a 20-point outcome. They get those picks. Points come off the board for the Owls. Brooks on the one would have scored we're talking a much different game, right? Like that's sort of the, why this team is where they are is they're not making those plays, but that's being overly negative to, to come out of this game. And I think this is, we talked about this on the show, the defensive line being better helps the secondary. I thought the entire secondary w- was, was pretty good. Jamal Roll might've had a bit of a rough night, especially when he was guarding Eugene Lewis, but everyone has a hard time guarding Eugene Lewis. But yeah, to, to get, to get back to Brooks, I know I'm being long winded. Uh, he he was awesome. He, he he was by far the best DB that they had out there today. Yeah, now another fourth quarter collapse almost um, yeah. by the Ticats and the Ticat defense. You, you can't put it all on them. You know, the offense kind of didn't get first downs when they could have closed out the game. But, um, you know, another team comes from behind and almost sneaks out, you know, at least a tie to push it into overtime. Uh, it's got to be a concern still, right? I didn't like what we saw from the team – from this last half of the fourth quarter, offensively, they got way too conservative. I think it was just after, I believe it was the third down stop. They get a decent run. I think, I think it was with, must have, I think it, was, it must have been with Schiltz. But it might have been with Evans. I don't, I, again, I don't remember. They flip-flopped him so much, I can't remember who it was. They got a decent run, for, I think, from one of the quarterbacks. They might have even been a handoff to, to Don Jackson, if I'm, if I'm being honest. I don't really remember. And that makes it. Terrible, terrible commentary when I can't remember what actually happened. But then it was like second and six. And, and they handed it off again. They handed yeah. it off again to a really stacked box. And I understand the, the thinking is let's milk some clock. But at the same time, if you get the first down, you can essentially milk the game. And I think mm-hmm. when you have a guy like Steven Dunbar out there who, yeah, okay, he had the fumble earlier. Or even more importantly, Braylon Addison. You can't tell me Braylon Addison can't run a seven, eight yard route on second and six, second and seven to pick up that much needed first down to kind of ice the game that played a role in it as well. And then on top of that, the defense, I felt 
I think at the point it was twenty four to nine. It might have been twenty four to six on the on the drive that got the field goal, but I think it was after that they started playing really soft, and the defense had been excellent. Like I mean, for, up yeah. until when did they out they outscored with what like five minutes left, four minutes left, three minutes left, something like that to make it a one score game. Before that, like <laughs> the defense had held them to field goals. And, like, why stop playing the aggressive style that you were playing before when it was working? You're up two scores. You know that they got to – they're going to have to – you're up 15. You know that they got to score at least a touchdown and a two-point convert and then at least another touchdown just to tie. It's like I don't understand why they keep playing. It's almost as if they're playing not to lose as instead of – instead of they're not aggressive enough. They're not playing to win is is what I'm seeing. Like, Mm. games like they're scared to kind of go for something big in case it doesn't work, but it's like – if you're going to throw it or you're going to be aggressive, I'd rather than be aggressive and get beat than be cowardly and like clinging to, you know what I mean? Like it just, it's not, it doesn't imbue me with confidence going forward that this team's going to be better. Yeah, I'd have to agree. I mean, they need to be more aggressive and step on the opponent's throat when yeah. they have a big lead, like add to that lead. Do not just sit back and, and let them come back and do it offensively and defensively be more aggressive. Yeah. Uh, but let, let's, uh, let's get into some fans. What do they, they thought of, uh, can I, can I, you know what? There's there's one more thing I want to talk about because we, yep. have, we have allowed him to – he's been our personal whipping boy for most of the season. Mm-hmm. Michael Domagala saved this game. That tackle on the on the punt return yes, saved, yeah. saved this game. He he probably had two or three special teams tag. He might have been the leading special teams tackle on the team. But he's out there throwing his body around like he's bloody Jamie Borum. And if he doesn't make that tackle on that punt return – I don't think the tie cats win that. Like I, it, maybe the Owls well, go down and tie the game. It goes to overtime, whatever. Well, if it goes to overtime, it's an automatic loss for the tie cats. For so sure. if someone's he, if he gets a, that, throwing, then throwing it's a pick on that second. You know, whatever, whatever time they get the ball, there's an interception being thrown or fumble being made. But we mm-hmm. have, I think, we have to give him a shot. I think, I think his punts were like the punt on the return. It was a great punt. Like he pinned him inside, like the ten yard line. The coverage unit just wasn't there. Like it was a really good punt. I think he's been excellent punting the ball. I think he's found his role in this league. I think he can be one of the best punters in the CFL. I understand. We I, we talked about it on the show, but this is why they traded John Ryan. I don't think they made a mistake. And because we've been so harsh on him, I think it's we need to give him his considerations and his flowers when he when he played as well as he did. I thought he was fantastic. I thought his kickoffs were really good. I thought his punting was excellent. And he made a couple key tackles on some big returns that could have turned into some something really dangerous. So thumbs up to him. Yeah, absolutely. He's been he's been dynamite since he was switched to just punting and uh, and kickoffs. So he's been he's been playing really well. Uh, now Claudio Rapaso uh, sends us a tweet. Fourth quarter D needs to be looked at for sure. A win is a win. The two QB system seems to be working well for Dane. Yeah, I just like I said, I worry that teams are going to figure this out, and then it's going to be too late to really get back into allowing Evans to be the guy and that that, yeah. that concerns me and we 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 discussed the fourth quarter d to me it wasn't just d it was the entire the, the the playing scared is what it felt like from the entire team about midway through the fourth quarter to the end of the game so mm-hmm. i mean we've already kind of touched on that but let's yeah. just reiterate what i've already said i guess yeah jim martin i swear this team is playing to the level of their opponents and then getting a shocking amount of bad luck good protection tonight and five count them five sacks by the d line that's, that's not a bad – like playing to the level of their opponents isn't – I don't think that that – I mean, if you look at the games that they lost to the good teams, 
it was they turned the ball over. Like the game against Winnipeg looks like worse than it does, but there was a pick six at the end. And yeah, I can I can kind of I can kind of buy that. They they need to start, and you said it best. They need to start putting their foot on people's throats when they have these big leads. Like this is the fourth time they've had a double digit lead at home, and yet the game was a nail biter. Like that's gotta you got to turn these these 15, 16 point leads into 25, 27 point leads, and then kind of coast it's it, it it's 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 too much for the for the heart to deal with these things yeah it really is it's it, win or lose it seems to just be the the dramatics are uh, always high for the tie cats you start calling uh, them the cardiac cats because they're gonna yeah. get heart attacks i know uh now jim martin has another one he said that said i think we need more of the run game and more production after sudden change slash big plays we always seem to follow them up with a punt or another turnover but hey it's the playoff. If the playoff started today, we'd be hosting a game. Hashtag beasts of the East. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Beasts of the East indeed. Right. I, Two and five. I, no, I, like, I don't know if there's like, that's a really astute observation from him. Like I, he's a hundred percent right. Like, yeah. I don't know if there's anything I can add to that. I, I completely agree with him. Now Tiger Sammy just says playoffs, baby, and then he shows the standings. <laughs> uh, Two and five. Two and five. Yeah. Uh, Coach D. Holland at Coach D. Holland. The Tigers need to set up a crowdsourcing coaching program. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, from Gavin Bailey. They won, but I don't know if that's how I want to win it. I don't think it was that bad of a hit to pull the guy or flag hit. Flag, but him being pulled to the – oh, okay. Oh, the Trevor Harris thing. Yeah, the so Trevor what? Harris thing. You said uh, he pulled the wins out of their sails. I agree a win is a win, but I don't know. I'm conflicted. Okay. okay yeah, yeah, so- I'll catch up. I completely agree with the conflicted because it was like, yeah, they won. But again, I, I, I feel, I felt more confident after last week's loss than I do after this week's win. And that feels weird, but I felt like they played better against BC. Now the Harris hit, what did you think about that? Because I, it didn't look, you know what? There's actually, there's another play I actually want to talk to you about too, but we'll, we'll, we'll do the Harris one first. It didn't look that bad to me and Harris was a runner and I don't think he was down and I don't know if it was a headshot so I'm not sure why Harris was pulled I don't know if the mm-hmm. result would have been any different had he not because like there was one basically one play left anyway but I didn't uh I didn't think the hit was that bad to warrant a flag and I also didn't uh didn't really I, I think I hit in the back when he hit in the head no yeah, I thought he hit his like higher back. I don't think there was any helmet helmet contact, at least from what I saw. Uh, they probably flagged because it, initially it looked like Trevor Harris wasn't going to get up, mm-hmm. um, so that probably had an influence on it, right? So, uh, but yeah, I didn't think the hit was that bad. Like, I don't think he's gonna. I don't think he should be fined or anything like that. Okay, so the other one I want to talk about the pass interference on Dunbar. Was it pass interference? Because where did, where did, where was the pass? Because they kept showing a replay, and it was, it was on the the contested catch. They right. didn't actually show where the, the like they put it at the one yard line, so the interference must have happened in the end zone. I didn't see it from everything they showed. Oh, but what right. did they show? What did you see? The, the guy, uh, the Montreal player, was he had a hold of the jersey for like uh, a, a long while. He was like riding him for a while there. Okay. So that's what that one was about. You know what? Also, I didn't like. The Eugene Lewis catch that they that Steinhauer challenged to an incomplete pass. How did they miss that? Like he very yeah. clearly bobbles the ball 
and let's throw the ball before he's like I understand he had possession of it and he was in bounds, but then he gets knocked out and he doesn't have any hands on. Like the ref's standing right there. There was two refs. There was there's two refs standing right there. And how, how do you miss that? Yeah, I don't know. It was. I think even uh, I didn't. I caught the end of the panel at halftime, and I think Milt Stegall was saying the same thing. Like there was two refs right there. How do you miss that? And so it's a question mark to me as well. Yeah, the only thing I could think of when I, when they kept showing the replay was okay. Did he take? Was his one foot out of bounds before the ball got knocked out? But then when they called it back, I was like, well, clearly it wasn't. His feet were still in bounds. I, I again, I, I don't want to bash the referees too much. And the Ticats pretty much played a clean game in this one. The Owls did too. There wasn't a ton of penalties. No, but I think the Ticats had like three three penalties. That's yeah, it. But to miss to miss that one to me was like that's one of those ones where that should be a booth call like again i don't i don't know where we would end like i mean we, there was that whole controversy last week on the the high hits uh montreal montreal it was actually montreal against ottawa those high hits that they ended up calling back as not high hits they can call those down and, and fix those but they can't fix this like it was very clearly an incomplete pass he very clearly lost control and steinhauer had to burn a challenge now he won that one and then used another one and won that one too so i think he's like three for four on the year on challenges but to have to burn a challenge on that just that's there it feels like there should be a way to rectify that without because it's, it's clear it's it's not as if it's a judgment call he clearly did not have the ball why are you ruling this a catch yeah i completely agree on that one it was a obvious obvious call it should have been called by the referees on the field um now ari katz he's a number one we, what are we doing removing dane from the game at critical times and not allowing him to to develop any rhythm this could have cost us the game uh, yeah, you know, I, I I agree. I think that bringing him out in critical times is the wrong thing to do. Yeah, late in, late in games, I feel like he needs to be a – early in games, you want to use it to mix things up. You want to try some different stuff. Like, I think using them both also is sort of a chess move thing to set up when both are out there. You don't know who's going to take the snap. You don't know if they're going to throw it. Like, I, I get kind of the, the thinking of the offensive staff, but I'm in complete agreement when – when it's crunch time, he's the guy you paid to be your franchise quarterback. He should be out on the field. It's as simple as that. Win or lose with the guy, regardless, he should be the one taking the taking the the crunch time snaps. Number two, why was not even one pass thrown at Durant? That's a question that we you know can't really answer. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know about that. Yeah, I maybe work. Maybe you know he's he's new, working still working him into the offense. Sometimes guys go games without catches. It's it's yep. his first game. Yeah. It, it happens. Maybe he just he wasn't open on some of the reads, and we we've we've seen other players go catchless. That that's not a real surprise. Number three, not sure Jake Bird is ready. Would rather see an extra slot back put in in such as Smith. I well, I mean, Keandre Smith had a really nice catch in this one. Yeah, because uh, Tyler Tanowski went out with an injury. I don't know when he got hurt, but I noticed he was on the sidelines. Uh, in street clothes in the second half. Smith goes in there, great catch and run to pick up a first down on a, on a second down play. I, wh- I, I'm, I'm curious, do you agree with the Burt comment? Because I don't really know what, what do you mean by he's not ready. Like he's, I think he's filling his role and doing it perfectly yeah. adequately. I don't really, I don't really understand the, the belief that Burt isn't ready to play. I, I, that doesn't make any sense to me. No, I I don't think uh, like can we even evaluate Bert really? I mean he's not yeah he's not out there a bunch so um, yeah I'm not sure about that one either. 
Uh, Dane to Braylon says Cameron Co- Cameron Kelly is God. Ty Cats win. <laughs> Cam Cam Kelly's been been great. He yeah. he continues to be one of the best Sam linebackers in the league. hasn't hasn't lost a step. Had a near interception and then obviously had the one to obviously that's coming from the the pick to seal the game. So yeah. I mean we've said it time and time again. Ty Cats win the last Great Cup. He's a Great Cup MVP. So we have high hopes for him. Yeah, he's been playing excellent. Another one from Coach D. Holland. Uh, he says, here are some thoughts. Uh, Ticat second half adjustments, question mark. More slants, more play action, more Addison, less Dane, more stunts. Hands up. Watch Harris' eyes. I think uh, Dave wants a job on the, the Ticat <laughs> staff here. Hey, and maybe that maybe there, someone, uh, someone on staff is going to listen to the show. Maybe they'll give him a call. But, yeah. like, yeah, like, look, it, was, it wasn't a great win. It, there, were, there were things that this team can definitely improve on. That that's the nature of the beast when you're two and five and, and scratching and clawing with these with like you're you're on the, the lower side of the league with your record and with your playing. So it's yeah, of course there's gonna be a ton of stuff that we can criticize on this one. From Abe Ezekiel, we're not beating the Argos this year. Uh, I, why? I disagree. I disagree. I completely I, like not not that it's like, oh, they can't lose the they they could lose the Argos, but I what have what have you seen out of what has anyone seen out of Toronto that makes Makes you think that they're some they're they're what three and two yeah okay so they're the only team in the east above five hundred but I haven't seen anything from them that makes me think that they're some like I mean they beat a COVID rattled Riders team in Regina that they probably don't beat if everyone's healthy and they squeaked out a win and like I I don't know that I'm 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 not sold on the Ar- I think the Argos can lose this week to Ottawa quite frankly I'm not sold on the Argos so. I mean, I, I think saying that there's no chance they'd be. I mean, I guess we'll find out next week. They play. They play him next Saturday, so he's he he could be wrong in in, in a week's time. We'll see. Hussey's huddle says, "Just win, baby." Yeah, I agree. Just get those wins. That's all we need to do, and then just keep improving, and and we'll see what happens. Uh, Mappy Derek, why do they keep pulling Dane, especially at critical times? Yeah, well, I mean that that seems that seems to be the question that a lot of people are asking right now. Uh, I think I got one from. I think I think Joe Pritchard from the Rouge White and Blue podcast sent me a message saying the same thing. Like, why are they taking him out in these critical situations? That's that's going to be a major talking point this week going into the game against Toronto next Saturday. Like, do and I don't know if it's necessary. I don't like couching it in these terms, but it's it's going to come off as do does has the team lost faith in Dane Evans? And when you're swapping quarterbacks like that, I think it's a fair question to be asked. Yeah, and when you're swapping quarterbacks with, you know, less than five minutes left in the game, yeah. in a tight game, yeah, that question has to be asked. Uh, Strange Breed 808 says, got to drive, so won't be able to comment on topics, but can't wait to listen in. Big win tonight. Thank you, Strange Breed. Yep. Uh, Wolfie 343, this coaching staff needs to be let go. This rotation of QBs is ridiculous. No rhythm, and frank- frankly, it's embarrassing. See, I don't, I don't buy the embarrassing part. I mean, it's working. I think I think it worked against Ottawa. Like I don't like some of the decisions they're making when they do it, but results are results. They started doing this in the Ottawa game. They're two and one. They did they didn't do it a ton against BC. I mean they didn't do it a ton against Ottawa either, but they didn't do it a ton against BC. They're two and five. They need to do anything they can to get wins. Because that's the end of the day. Like whoever said just win, baby, that's true. They don't ask it's a, I know it's a cliche, but they don't ask how. They just ask how many, and if this works, 
even if we disagree with it, if it works and leads to wins, even if it's all seven-point wins, who cares? Wins are wins. I'm not going to crap on it too much. I don't like it. And the, the second it doesn't work, you're going to hear everybody rip it apart. But right now, they're, you know, they, they won tonight. So, again, we can discuss whether we liked it in, in certain situations or not, but the results are there. And I'd, I'd much rather be talking about them doing something I don't care for after a win than doing something I do like after a loss. Yeah. Uh, from David Tucker, defense did their job well. Offense did fine, but not outstanding. Game could have been won slash lost on turnovers, but it was quiet. It was a quiet night for that, and penalties too. Ter- terrible way to finish for Owls and no Harris. I'd be pissed if I were a fan. Yeah, yeah that's, I, a tough, that's a tough one for Harris, right? He seemed to be pretty pissed off about it, and he seemed to be okay. So, um, But you got to commend the, you know, the injury spotters. We ripped them for not taking guys out, so now they're yep. doing it. So, uh, you know... It turned out well for us because he wasn't on the field for the last play, but I think it was the right decision. I don't, again, I don't know if it was the right decision, but like you said, if he was kind of on the ground, not getting up, I understand why they do that. We can't, we can't say that, that they have to protect players and we can't, especially quarterbacks. They they go above and beyond when it comes to protecting quarterbacks, but we can't say that there are four player safety and then say, well, in this situation, you can't do it because it's eight seconds left. Yeah. No, if, if they have to be consistent, and I do have to commend the league for this and the injury spotters for this, they haven't been afraid to do this. They made it, they screwed up royally when they didn't take Cody Fajardo out of a game, but they took Zach Caleros out of a game late in a game on a, on a drive that Winnipeg's needed. I think it was the second week against Ottawa. And then this one again with Harris, like I don't, I don't think we can talk about player safety and then get mad when they go above and beyond when it comes to, saving players from himself. So he could, let's say he did have a concussion, but he wasn't showing any symptoms. He's not going to pull himself out of the game. That's why these, no. these injury spotters exist. So yeah, I, I would, if, if the roles were reversed and, and it was Hamilton's quarterback getting taken out, I could understand why people would be mad. But at the end of the day, this, they, they have gone, they have said they're going to do their best to, to make the game safer. This is part of that. We just have to accept it. Uh, Jimmy V says we won. Let's go, our buddy Jimmy V. Uh, always, always so, he's always so positive. I can't dig that. Oh yeah, he's he seems like a really 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 good dude. Uh, Corey Allen says a shout out to Tiger Sammy for the free ticket. Uh, very nice, Tiger Sammy. Very nice. Uh, now our buddy Troy Durrell says the soft zone defense needs to stop when the team gets up multiple scores. You have dudes who are great cover guys. Play more man to man. It can be infuriating to watch. If this was a video podcast, you would see me vigorously shaking my head in agreement to the point where I'm probably going to give myself whiplash. It is so endlessly frustrating. Like I said, I, one of the first things we said when we talked about the defense, they keep they, they stop playing aggressive when it's been working. That defense, for the most part, with, with the exception of the touchdown drive, was excellent tonight. They were getting pressure. They were knocking down passes. There weren't a ton of chunk plays by the Owls like, why on God, like if anyone wants to like critique the defense, I don't put this one on the players. This was a coaching staff thing. This was a Mark Washington thing. Why are you playing this prevent style defense when you haven't played it all game and you've been kicking their ass? Like keep, I I hate when teams do this in sports where it's, they sit back in soccer. It's called parking the bus in, in football. It's called playing prevent. Like I hate when they do this, keep playing aggressive Good things will happen. 
Yeah, I mean, it doesn't make any sense to me that Mark Washington's defense is so good for, you know, mostly like every single game almost for like the, the, the first three quarters. And then they just, they switch it up and it just, uh, and it just seems to fall apart. So yeah, there needs to be adjustment there for sure. Uh, now our last one comes from Adam Consoil. These damn turnovers, but I feel we're due for a streak of low to no turnovers. And let's be more aggressive offense and defense. I don't mind the Q- two QBs on the field stuff. Kind of cool. But if it's going to be Dane's team, and it should, keep him in there. I mean, he basically summed up everything we've spent the last half hour, 45 minutes, or however long it says, talking. I, I couldn't agree more. I, I do agree with the turnovers. The turnovers have have come down, and, and fumbles especially are fluky. I mean, I think they only had the one fumble, the Stephen Dunbar one, and he got absolutely destroyed. I do think in the future he should have his head more on a swivel. He wasn't scoring on that play, so he didn't need to have his – like blinders on to just go full like there were too many defenders around i don't think he's fast enough to take that to the house he's this is the second because i think it was anthony johnson the last one same thing pass set him up deep fumbled the ball after a big hit so that's i do think that they've kind of cleaned up the turnovers for the most part because i think that was the only one they had in this game and they only had i mean again the turnovers on downs i rarely count those and situationally it depends, but they really only had the one that had the one fumble and then the, the Dane pick in the BC game. They've definitely turned a corner on the turnover. So, I mean, that's at least a, another positive to take of it from the last little while. They, there's been no intercept. Like, I don't think, I think Dane's now gone three straight games. Again, the BC one, I know he threw a pick, but essentially he's gone three straight games with an interception. And that's, that's, that's pretty good as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, the, the turnovers obviously was a big concern, and they've they've been vastly improved. So, um, you know, we got to win. Uh, our next game is against Toronto. We just have to go. You know, I know it's a cliche, but one game at a time, right? Yep. So, uh, thanks to everybody for uh, listening in, and this has been Potsky Wee Wee. I'm Mike Graham. Eat them raw. I'm Josh Smith. Eat them raw.